All right, Chavre, good morning. Today we are starting the 21st chapter in Tanya and quickly recapping and appreciating the flow the Altarebbe up until Peirik Yutches spoke about the ideal Benini and as we explained that at least during the moments of davening, during the moments of learning or other unique moments of the day through a, pop, a proper hisboininus, through a proper contemplation on the greatness of Hashem, etc. That even a Benini during those moments will completely win over the animal soul and that at, during those times the Benini will be inspired to do what God wants and this will give the Benini the Kayach that even during the other times of the day when the uh, animal soul won't be won over to the Tzad Kedusha. But because of Mayach Shalat Alalev, at least we can, you know, we can dominate. We can tell the animal you want, but so what? I'm not doing what you want. And it's sustainable because there are other times in where we inspire the animal soul. Then the Altarebbe began to continue and say, what happens if there is a Yid that says that he never has that ability? He never has the ability through his Bainanus to create a level of Ava and of Yira to be fully inspired. So the Altarebbe begins in chapter 18 tell, telling all of us the phenomena that Biyerusha we inherit by the fact that we are B'nai Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, that we are the descendants of Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, that we already have within us a Ahava, a love to God. And that we call that the Ahava Misuteres. It's a latent love. In other words, it's somewhere buried within the person. And the Al-Tarebbe specified that this is uniquely connected to the Chachma that we have. That the Chachma allows us to mamish know the unknowable. We know God. And because of that, Al-Tarebbe explains that a Jew, even if a Jew is not observant, and this phenomenon is only to be found by the Jewish people, if that Ahava HaMisuteres is stimulated... And the regular way that it is stimulated is through something negative, which is the, the, the sad scenarios where the world is challenging the Jew. By telling him, either you worship an idol or I'm going to kill you. The Jew goes on the serious nefesh, we give our lives to God. No such a phenomenon is found in any other person in the world. As we said last week, you have religious people or people that have convictions, so they'll die for their convictions. But if someone does not have that rational conviction, they'll never give their life for something that they don't believe in. Only by the Jew can you find the phenomenon that the Jew can be, an, can be a, a declared atheist. The Jew will live a life of not being observant. But all of a sudden, something, some, something irrational happens and this Ahava HaMesuteres is awakened. So the Altarebbe says that we have to figure out how to use that Ahava HaMesuteres in our day-to-day. Even when there isn't a uh, Mesiris Nefesh scenario, if we figure out how to tap into this Chachma of our Nefesh, this will empower the Benini to be successful in keeping the mitzvahs. Now how do we arouse this Ahava Mesuteris? So there is a huge digression here, many chapters. The Alter Rebbe is going to be speaking about a theme in which he dedicated the second part of Tanya to which is the understanding of the unity of God. And the Altarebbe explains the sheet of the Holy Balshantas, 
that says, these are the words, that simsum is not to be taken literally. Simsum lafkep shutai. That in God's perspective, there is nothing other than God. And he explains that the Torah considers creation as an act of divine speech. God spoke and the world came into being. Why does the Torah use the speech as a metaphor to creation? So the Alter Rebbe begins to explain, because just like when we speak, how much significance does one letter that you pronounce have to you? How many words do you say in your life? So take one letter of all of your words, and how significant is that to you? And how much of you is invested in that one letter? Very little. Hardly significant. The whole world is one letter of God. So there's very little significance that the world has when you put the world in front of God. In other words, the world is really completely nullified and almost non-existent relative to God Almighty. And then the Alta Rebbe goes even further, that even though the Torah uses the metaphor as speech, speech is only speech if there's the speaker and there is a space outside the speaker into which the words go. But being that the truth is that God is everywhere, God is everywhere, so there isn't even a place for the word. So God's words are only something that in our perspective, there are words of God. From God's perspective, there are no words and everything is only Him. So there's only God. And there are two perspectives. God allowed for there to be a possibility for us to perceive us to exist. And that's a truth that God allowed for us to perceive. But from God's perspective, there's only God. Now how can we live a life that's aligned to God's perspective? God's perspective doesn't mean that we don't exist like you think we don't exist. God's perspective is, is that we are an extension of God. Conduit. We are an extension of God, more than a conduit. From God's perspective, all of this is godliness, including ourselves. And where does that find expression? When we live an observant life, when we keep the commandments, when we learn Torah, being that the commandments are God's will, this is what God wants. God wants for me and you to keep the mitzvahs. So when we are learning the Torah, we are learning God's intellect. So we become completely united with God. When a Jew is either learning or keeping a mitzvah or both, at that moment, our perception of reality is completely aligned with God's perception. Where, do, where, is, where is there a disconnect when we engage in any activity that God doesn't want us to engage in? Because at that moment, we are the premise of my misbehavior, the premise is, is that I am, so God, you might want A, I want B. When I become aware of my want, which is opposite God's want, at that moment, I'm tapping into a non-truth. Now, all of this is a very long philosophical concept, but the bottom line, the Al-Tareb is getting to us as follows. In the higher spiritual worlds, everything is black and white. It's either holy or unholy. There's no gray area. Gray area only exists in the physical world. Halachic gray area. So certain things are mitzvahs, certain things are sins, and certain things is called divrei reshus, permissible. Can you do permissible things? Well, then it depends. Are you, why are you doing it? Are you doing it to get healthier? Are you eating a nice steak to be healthy, to, to do mitzvahs better? Are you eating it only because you want to enjoy the physical pleasure? The latter makes it non-holy, the former makes it yeah-holy. But the whole concept of gray area only exists on an external reality. When you go into a very deep reality, in the depths, the pneumius, on the higher worlds, it's either God or it's not God. On that level, if you live on that, li- on that realm, 
Either you're connected to God or you're denying God. Denying God is something that a Jew will give his life for never to deny God. So the Rebbe is explaining to us how we should associate every single mitzvah and every single non-mitzvah as a question, am I authenticating my belief that there is one God or am I going to deny the emes that there's only God? And when a Jew looks at reality through that lens, a Jew cannot deny the existence of God to the point that they give their very lives. So if you figure out how to arouse that, I will never deny God. I will give my life not to serve an idol. Every sin is like idol worship because it's based on the premise that I am and I want and I can want things opposite of God. So when you think of life in those terms, you will have that very power that God planted within us of going on serious Nefesh when it comes to the keeping of every single mitzvah. This is going to be another approach to that type of benini. This doesn't work for everyone, so the Alter Rebbe is going to continue to give different pieces of advice to other types of people, and we're going to have, we have to find our character with one of these benenim and use the techniques that are prescribed in Tanya to empower ourselves, to inspire ourselves to be observant Jews.